listen to this crowd, folks. It's deafening. The Hawkeye faithful smell blood. Our stadium, our city, our state. Across Interstate 80 and up and down I-35. From the Missouri River to the Mississippi River. Capital to Old Capital. This is Hawkeye Country. It's that time. Time for the Nebraska Hawks Nest Podcast. Your <laughs> Hawkeye oasis in the Nebraska desert. Swarm the 402 with Adam, the Miller Light Delight, and one of the greatest kickers in Hawkeye football history, Kyle Slicker. Now go Hawks! Alrighty, righty, welcome back to the Nebraska Hawks Nest, your Hawkeye Oasis located in a nebraska desert we um we're coming to you victorious over the evil nebraska Cornhuskers. it was one of the ugliest games of all time but hey we expected that we knew it was going to be nasty every game we play is nasty but if you can see behind me over here i got the heroes game championship belt and all of its glory and it's back where it belongs <laughs> Um, I'm, yes, it is. I'm not going to lie to you guys the whole entire night. I wore it. I had it on all night. Um, wore it everywhere. Did you sleep with it? I, um, I, I did. Um, I took it upstairs and, uh, snuggled with it and, uh, wore it throughout the house the whole entire night. Matt and I went out to the bar and had a few drinks and, uh, Matt, um, discovered some really spicy cheese balls at, uh, <laughs> at a local watering hole and it about put him down. Um, I kept eating them though. Well, in, in his defense, we were, we were smoked and we'd been drinking since um, 10 o'clock in the morning. And, it was a long day. And uh, we, we, were were, we, we were celebrating and, you know, whenever we beat Nebraska, it doesn't matter if they're, you know, 0 and 11 or, you know, 11 and 0, or it doesn't matter. We celebrate beating Nebraska like we just won the Super Bowl because they are the most annoying, uh, delusional fan base in the country. And Matt lived in Nebraska for a while and close to it. And I've lived in Nebraska for over 20 years. So beating Nebraska never gets old. So that's a decade of dominance. So sit in your place. You are little brother. Okay. That's eight out of 10 years. That's called dominance. Is it nine? I want to hear more about these spicy cheese balls, man. We're getting into this. So this is, uh, (laughs) I think we were almost asked to leave this establishment, Kyle. So (laughs) I don't know about that. Well, um, we, I would say the bar crowd there was a little underwhelming and, uh, we're the only ones there. Matt and I were in there celebrating like we just won the nat- the nat- <laughs> and uh, so we're ordering doubles and 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 I'm like you know what like we haven't really eaten anything today we were drinking our supper so uh, we uh, Matt's like hey let's get some cheese balls you know let's get some cheese balls and I'm like all right and then in and, and Matt's defense they didn't say anything about pepper jack cheese balls they weren't spicy cheese balls they were just straight up cheese balls and for those of you that know the Miller Light Delight. He does not like spicy things. I like a little spice. It's not a lot of spice. Not very much, though. He's he's more toward like the Midwestern meat and potatoes. Like, right? You know, he doesn't really love the cracked black pepper. pepper. That's all he wants. You know, I would have been well suited to end up in a Hispanic family dumping hot sauce on everything, or or an Indian family. I mean, I like ethnic food more than I like white people food. And sure. uh, it's just Indian food's better. Chinese food is better. Uh, oh. Mexican food is better. Like they're all so much better to, in my opinion. But um, anyway, um, I'm getting off a tangent again, but you say Chinese this, food one more time. I might order takeout. It's good. It's good. Stuff, <laughs> it, it, depending on where you get it from. So um, Matt, you know, is hungry. Starts smashing some, some cheese balls. Smashing cheese balls. And I eat, I eat like one or two and I'm like, shit these got some kick to them wow and i like spicy stuff and i'm like i need to take a drink <laughs> and and granted matt matt had been over over served at this point and uh oh, as had i and uh we he just starts time. screaming in the bar oh 
Oh my god. <laughs> these are the spiciest cheese balls. Um, what did you do to these? And the lady turns around at the bar. She goes, I didn't think they were I don't think they're that spicy. You're not from around here, are you? I'm like, they're they're pretty they're pretty spicy. Like I I like spicy stuff and like these, these are making me sweat. They're, they're so hot. So, and so instead of stopping, he doubles down. And he gets another <laughs> handful of cheese balls and smashes those. And it's like he immediately forgot how Power hot true. they were. And then all of a sudden, when the second wave hits, oh, my God. And he's falling over in his bar. So these are so hot. Are there habaneros in these? <laughs> Just yelling. And luckily, there was like six people in the bar. Was there even that many? I thought we were the only ones in there. But, oh, see, that's kind of how we were acting. But... um. <laughs> I'd say at, at peak number, there were six people in there. We were probably lucky. I don't know. Maybe if there was more people in there, we wouldn't have. They wouldn't have noticed us. But yeah, um, yeah it was a bad deal. So, um, but we, you know what? Being the being the guys that we are, we powered through and finished off those cheese balls. Probably gave ourselves heartburn, and then came home. And I think after starting drinking at about ten a.m., I don't think we made it till eleven p.m. before we we were done. Oh, yeah. I uh, I was sitting in the chair and we we're watching one of the uh, another college football game and I saw Matt was laying down and I threw a blanket on him and put a pillow under his head and he was out like a light in two <laughs> seconds and I was like all right I'm going to bed I can't hang much longer anyway so it's not like Good I was decision. it's not like I was tougher than him it was just I was kind of like uh, relieved because <laughs> I like he's passing ready to go to sleep so. Anyway, it's nice to have the Heroes game, um, the Corn Belt back home. It had not been here for 365 days. Yeah. That was um, there were some Husker fans that um, we had to hand the belt over to. That um, and I, you know, I, I you know, it, I I can't keep something that we didn't win. You know, I just I couldn't. So um, they they held on to it. So. I don't know. Um, I want to get your guys' thoughts though first before we move on to other things going on. What were your thoughts on the Big Ten or on the um, the Nebraska game? Because I know that most college football experts are saying that that again, right when you thought Iowa couldn't set college football back another hundred years, <laughs> oh, we, we did. It was uglier than ever. Uh, Matt, from what you can remember of the game. What uh? What what are your thoughts on the Hawkeyes pulling out the victory over Nebraska? Well, we won it in Iowa fashion. You know, you you get down, uh, having Nebraska backed up, and the defensive line pulls out, pulls down an interception. You know, to set us up for the win. I mean, couldn't get any more Iowa football than that. So, uh, it was it was rough. It was a defensive game. There's turnovers. I mean. Yeah, it wasn't pretty, like you said, but a win's a win. The the worst thing that could have happened was the backup kicker comes out and wins, or maybe the best thing, I don't know, but kid hasn't kicked a foot field goal in God knows how many months and comes down and scores the winning three points. What a yeah. what a deal that was for him like, that day. I mean, that was like awesome. Will, it's like Will Ferrell in old school. What happened? I blacked out. You blacked out. <laughs> I mean, that's, oh that's a dream scenario right there. I, man, I wish I would have had that opportunity, uh, oh. but we scored too many touchdowns when I played and we kicked <laughs> a lot of field goals too, but you, you weren't on the team when we were rocking the 125th ranked offense in the country. So no, no, that's okay though. But, you know, I see these things happen like this and of course, you know, like I, I, I wished for that uh, particular opportunity, but at the same time, like, you know, these circumstances, I mean, we got 10 wins, but at the same time, like it's, it's been an ugly season. It really yeah. has. And um, out 10 wins. I mean, do I want to be the, the, the backup kicker who had transferred from central Michigan? You know, I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, he did it. Yeah. I brought I, it out there. And I know it's, it's incredible. I like if you want, so, so I've told you about this before, like guys, you know, me and Katie, man, we used to spend, 30 minutes analyzing one field goal. I mean, it was, it'd be nuts, sometimes an hour. And I remember uh, I wasn't able to watch the game. So when you guys were relaying to me 
that Stevens was having a hard time. Uh, and and, and then I was able to actually watch that final kick. I mean, it was only, what, a 38-yarder, right? Yeah, 38-yarder. If you watch, like, it's almost like uh, they weren't sure if it was going to go in or not. Like, and the accuracy was there, but it's almost like the the distance. They didn't, I I can't figure it out. So after many, many times, I mean, there's a three, there's a three, two to three second delay from when his foot hits the hits the ball to when like they actually figure out that they they made it. Usually, you know right away. You do. It so, wasn't a pretty kick. No, I mean, it wasn't. Woo, but it, it went, went in, in, and you know, it, was a win. it didn't get blocked. Doesn't, doesn't matter how it makes its way through those uh, posts, man. I mean, I had I had a couple, you know, kicks that uh, bounced off the posts and in, and <laughs> it's worth three or zero. That's it, you know. So. <laughs> We gotta get we gotta get your opinion, Kyle. Like, what the heck was going on with the block kicks? And I mean, I we we're all perplexed on on the kicking well, game because that's usually an area where we just have it under control. Well, hold on. So I I have to be honest here. Uh, I, I was not able to watch the game. So the ones that Drew missed, and and I wasn't able to watch the game because I was a preoccupied with something else, probably real estate wise, but also. Uh, I don't think I was able to get it on any of my channels over here. It's really weird. But anyway, the ones that he missed were any of them blatant outright misses, or were they all they were blocked? blocked. Oh, they were all blocked. Like he was not getting lift on them at he all. He wasn't. He wasn't getting so, the elevation was on there, it. Was there any penetration through the middle? Like where their jumpers were? Like what was going? They were on? jumping at the line, is all. So <laughs> Hawkeye Howard said that he went back and watched it, and he saw Nebraska players were climbing up on the line and jumping on their own players. Yeah. And it wasn't getting called. So um, Mm. it it was weird. I mean, he was getting, but he's been getting a lot of kicks blocked in these. So either way, I know that that is illegal. Uh, I think they, they actually banned that after that 2004 season, because I remember diligently training for Penn state and having their jumpers. Uh, I mean, Penn state was notorious for stacking their six, nine, uh, tight ends and, you know, actually having a guy that they would run up and jump off of and try to block the field goal. But I will say, you know, being nerdy about kicking here, um, from seven or eight yards away, snap, hold, kick, and for having the uh, experience that Drew has, <clears throat> there's there's really no excuse for having that low of a trajectory, com- uh, you know, being from that distance and being this late in the season. I think I said it the week prior, like, you know, like this late in the season, I mean, he's been humming, you know, he's been doing, he's been doing really well. And I know that it's been shaky here and there, you know, maybe he'll, he'll miss one, but then make two or miss two, then make a game winner, whatever it is. Uh, that technically shouldn't be happening. Uh, you know, if you're, if you're serious about what you're doing, um, I don't blame the coaches for, for doing what they did and pulling him out. And I hope that he's not hurt. Because I know what it's like being hurt as a kicker at Iowa. It just sucks. Yeah. I hope that's not the case. I hope that uh, you know he's okay. But uh, I do not blame the kick the, the coaches for putting in the backup. And yeah. what is what's, what's his name? Meter. I mean, he's a senior. Yeah. I mean, gosh, the guy's going to be you know free drinks in Iowa City for the rest of his life. <laughs> <laughs> no. Could be. That's a, a, a Drew Shipley says that it's appropriate. Now we can finally obtain the make Nebraska mediocre again shirt. And I, uh, I, I definitely, I think we can pick that one up. Um, and then I I'm guessing this looks like this might be, um, somebody in disguise. Ooh, yeah. Um, he says, well, 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 it's the bush light delight in the fellas. That sounds like South Bend Hawkeye. In in my opinion. Now, I want to tell you guys, um, I've been uh, the research team came to me before the podcast and said that uh, South Bend Hawkeye has really been frequenting a lot of less, let's call them less savory Iowa podcasts, kind of the low level bottom of the barrel ones frequenting them quite a bit. Um, commenting and frequenting on them. So we kind of thought he was like a special member of our family, but seems to uh, me from talking to the research team, he's been getting around quite a bit. So um, <laughs> we might have to, 
you know, check, check his loyalty there. But, um, and then Hawkeye Howard said the Michigan fans are just being disrespectful and they're starting to piss him off. Here's the deal. We don't have any, really anything to say back because most of the stuff they're saying is true. So, um, well, the the only thing I'll say about that is like, it's part of the course. I mean, all Michigan fans are arrogant, pompous bricks. They really are. It doesn't matter. I mean, I don't care how many championships. I saw the post the other day. You got 44. Hey, awesome, dude. You're still a prick. Yeah. That is that is one of the most arrogant fan bases I've ever come across in my life. And when I went to the Big Ten Championship two years ago, I mean, I, I've never been a part of a rivalry like Ohio State-Michigan where they talk to each other and treat each other that horribly. I yeah. mean, they were flipping each other off, like saying things I, I'm not going to repeat on this podcast. But I'm like, we don't like Nebraska and Nebraska doesn't like us, but we don't talk to them and they don't talk to us that way i mean in well, few and far between instances my i mean my experience with ohio state fans like as successful as they've been as 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 much as i want to say bad things about them i can't because they've been actually very cool and columbus ohio is actually a phenomenal place ann arbor michigan i could forget about that yeah yeah, you know, the Michigan fans are. That's kind of how they are. It's just like they're going to get a glass of red wine and put on the sweater vest and put their pinky up in the air. It's just like not, not my thing. Not pinky my not, nose goes up not, at the same time. That's just not my type of people. Sorry, my type of people are going to drink a bush light or, a, or you know, a, a Tito's or a Miller Light. The light. Um, that would be my type of people. But um. Speaking of people, something we wanted to talk about um, with Brian Ferentz coaching his last game, regular season game, as the Iowa Hawkeye offensive coordinator. There's a lot of stuff uh, being brought up now um, about him wearing all black and no Hawkeye logo, nothing on his shirt. And I want to get your guys' thoughts on that. And I want to tell you my opinion first, because I've thought about this quite a bit and I didn't really know how to take it when I first saw it. And I that was one I kind of, I really needed to let sit and marinate for a little bit. And I, I think it's bullshit that he's doing that because at any other school in the country, you would have lost your job two years ago. And because the, you know, Kirk is the coach, you've been given a way longer leash and, at the end of the day, I, th- I don't think that if Kirk's hand wasn't forced, they would if they wouldn't have just fired him, I think he'd been back again, and we would have done this all over again. And you you were given ample time, Brian. You were given a full opportunity. So Seven years. If you can't wear the black and gold on the sideline, then get the hell off and go, go take your next opportunity. If you're going to stand on the sideline and pout, in all black with nothing on, like you're going to a, your own funeral, just leave and move on. I know the players still love him, and, and I think that's great. You know, I I think that's wonderful that they still like you care about him like that. But at the end of the day, you're making it about yourself. You're trying to make a statement like that. You've marched out for about three years in a row now one of the worst offenses in the history of college football, and you've managed to keep your job. You should be thanking the administration of Iowa for being this patient and holding on to you for this long. I want to get your guys' thoughts though, what you think about this, because I, you know, the more I thought about it, the more I thought it was just really Bush league. And if you're going to have that attitude, in my opinion, move on to the next step in life. You know, that means it's time to move on and do something else and not still be here. But Kyle, I want to get your thoughts on this, you know, having known him personally and being there, I just, I don't have a lot of respect for how he's handled that. Sure. Well, uh, while can the research team bring up a, maybe a, a picture of him? Cause again, I apologize for, for whatever reason I was, I was unable to actually watch. So, but right now, um, you know, I do think that it maybe was a, a statement, you know, a, Knowing Brian and uh, having played with him, you know, he's a very, he's a stubborn, he's a stubborn dude, man. You know, like he, (laughs) um, he knows watching him through all these years, throughout all these years, he, uh, and listening to what he's, he says in the media, um, he definitely has been trained and coached and has listened to what his dad has had to say and says the right things. And I get it, you know, 
but deep down inside, I, I, I do not doubt that that was, there was subliminal meaning to that. Um, whether or not it was the right thing to do. Uh, I mean, gosh, man, I could only imagine putting myself in his position where, you know, like, again, having his personality uh, and the people that are chirping in his ear uh, about stuff. Um, maybe one, maybe one Tiger Hawk, you know, maybe from the 2000, you know, early yeah. 2000 era, maybe, you know, maybe pay homage, you know, at, that, that, I think that would have been pretty cool. Like kind of what, what I'm doing right now. I don't know if you guys noticed this. I, you did before we started it. Uh, there it is, Kyle. He's got it right there. Yeah. So he's usually all decked. Yeah, I get it. I mean, I mean, I will say this, you know, maybe we're reading into it more than we should, but I don't think so. He's, yeah. I mean, he's making system, a statement with how systematic stuff is there. I, I yeah. Uh, it, I wouldn't put it past Coach Ferentz actually saying, "Hey, I understand, Roger that. Go for it." You know, yeah. um, you know me, guys. I got to take. I got to take a little sideline thing on this. I mean, I I, I don't you. know really what to think, other than he's on his way out, and uh, I I just I really hope that this ends up going in the right direction, and whoever we bring in is a is a total badass. Yeah, <laughs> it does Matt, everything that we want. Matt, I think your HVAC is uh, re wreaking havoc again. It's okay. Uh -oh. He's got a quality HVA system in that that I, of our mouse. I actually, I'm in the basement and it was cold, so I turned the heat on. Fan, our uh, heater on beside me. Sorry about that. It was off. Oh, right. What's that? You should get yourself a wood burning stove out there. That's that's what I thought you had. Oh, I have no, a no, real no, fireplace no. that I love to burn some real, real wood and real yeah. wood, the wrestler. That's funny. Anyways, my thoughts on this whole thing is uh, in most other schools, if you fire a coordinator or whoever, you're, you're gone immediately. And he was able to finish out the season because of Kirk, obviously. I mean, nowhere else would you hold on to a fired coordinator anywhere. So, I mean, that's like – you get this stage and you treat the stage with disrespect. It just doesn't sit well with a lot of people. And I understand that I get that. And I agree with it. He probably shouldn't have done that. I, I mean, I know they didn't wear, um, they didn't wear the tiger Hawks on their helmets. I think when uh, Hayden Fry passed away, you know, that was a cool tribute. So I don't know if it was, you know, it's his, last game his funeral or what but uh i guess we'll see what happens in the big 10 championship game what he does but he's been doing that though for the last three weeks he hasn't he has had all black on but oh, i really? mean yeah he's been he's done that this is like the third week in a row he's done that i, guess I didn't realize it had been that long um you're i mean he's made millions of dollars and he played there he grew up around there like yeah. i just think that it's just and I'm surprised Kirk's allowing him to do that because that is a very like not Kirk Ferentz thing to do. Right. Uh, so I don't know that, that that's just my opinion on it. So um, I think that if you're going to have those feelings and and want to do that, I think it's time that you need to move on and uh, let him either after the Big Ten championship or even before just let him leave and move on because clearly there's a lot of bitterness there and. I don't know how you can feel like, cause you know, somebody that's going to do that, that's going to wear all black like that. That's sending the statement to everyone that you feel like you've been done wrong. Right. And I, I think you've been done more than right. You've been given more than an ample opportunity to write the ship yeah. and it continually is in the gutter. So at the end of the day, I, you know, he's probably still a really good guy, but you, you can't call plays very well. And, you know, and you're probably a phenomenal, he's, he's a great offensive line coach. I think that's, yeah. you know, and he, he might really be well there and he Very might be a, a really good head coach someday. And I hope he is, but you're not a good play caller. And just cause you're not a good play caller though, doesn't mean you're not a good coach. It just means right. you're horrendous. He's and obviously a good coach because the players love him and they gave him the Gatorade bath and all that stuff after the Illinois game. So, I mean, obviously he's doing a good job on the, on the sideline as a coach. He just doesn't know how yeah. to utilize the offense that he has. I mean, it's not like I, I get it with the injuries and stuff. It's going to be more difficult this year, but 
we don't have just one year of, of a reference. We have five years of reference of a, of an offense that's been dwindling every year. It's been, we've been going lower and lower in the offensive ranks every year he's been there. It's, it's never gone up. It's always gone down. Yeah. And now that we've hit the bottom for the last two years or three, whatever it's been, you know, I mean, like you said, he's had so many opportunities to make it happen. We spent how much in the NIL stuff in the transfer portal to get these offensive guys. And even when Cade was out there, the play calling wasn't really that phenomenal and Cade didn't have that like great of numbers. So there's a lot of stuff that, that goes against you on that side of it too. Join us today during the Jeep celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Do you, do you guys think Kirk's retiring? Because um, most schools that have fired their offensive coordinator are making a decision pretty quick and getting a guy in. A lot of the good offensive coordinators are getting nabbed up right now. And again, we're always slow to the punch with about anything like this. But is the reason why we're not jumping out and getting a guy is that you, you think this might be Kirk's last year? Because I know he's been more and more emo- emotional as the years have gone on, but he's been extra emotional this year. It does not take much to trip him up and um, to get him the to cry. So... Uh, do you guys feel like this is it for him, or do you think there's more to come? Well, I love me a good uh, Coach Ferentz cry video. Well, I'll tell you that right now. Uh, you know, he he did it a few times when when, when I played, and you know, w- when I played, it was it was it, at the beginning of his career, and I think that if you were to compare that to now, like you know, gosh, he cried at some of the. Um, some, some pretty big wins uh, behind the scenes. And uh, to see that as a player was firsthand, you know, when you're in the locker room and you see that when you're on your knee and he's right in front of you and it's like, wow, this guy who, um, you know, pretty much dictates our life right now is breaking down because of the way we just pulled things through is pretty dang awesome. I think that he just, you know, is, uh, again, take this, take this as you want it uh, as far as, you know, you know, uh, I think that him breaking down right now is uh, is him just <laughs> it's a culmination of all the years and all the memories and, you know, all the great things that have happened uh, in, in his tenure at Iowa. And, um, you know, I, I do. I think I said it before a few other podcasts, like I think that he's got maybe one to three seasons left where, you know, like. He's got to go out. He, he wants to go out on his own note, um, you know, win something big. Um, you know, that's that's my that's my opinion on it. So I think he wants to beat the 205 games. One of the Big Ten coaches. Who is that? Um, I can't um, one of the Big Ten like coaches. He already did. No, he he did the one. There's another one at 205. He's at like 197 now. Oh, who's think. that guy? Is that Bo Schembechler? Is he the one? Or is it Woody, is it Woody Hayes? I can't remember for sure. One of the two. I can't remember which one it is either. But he beat the one record. Yeah. Now he now he's at the 205 is the next level. So I yeah, think he's going to stick it you gotta, out. you got to remember, like, what we don't know is, like, is there, there might be things in, in Coach Ferentz's contract that are, like, these are said and done. I have to do these things or else there's going to be a massive payout. And the, and the, you know, I'm just speculating here, hundred percent speculating. 
there might That's be things right. in this contract that we have no clue about that the universe yeah. is like, oh, okay, we'll wait for you. <laughs> That's what Dred's right. Drew said he's trying to pass Woody yeah, yeah, now, and yeah. he's already passed Bo. That's he just passed Bo. Was it um, the, the, the Illinois game? I think it was. That was when he did that. And he made yes. uh, uh, Coach Parker cry. I'm like, what? I don't know if you saw that video in the locker room, but. I couldn't believe Coach Parker. I've never seen that before. Have you? Yeah, hard ass. Yeah, yeah. Coach, guys, I'll never forget. Uh, in 2001, when I was being recruited by Iowa, and I I, I went to Iowa for uh, you know some. Gosh, I went to Iowa pretty much every weekend to watch their 2001 season. And Kyle McCann was the quarterback. And I remember meeting Coach Parker for the first time. And and and. It was in the office of Jacobson, the old Jacobson Athletic Building, in front of all the printers. Yes, they used to have printers where they actually mailed out letters and stuff. <laughs> um, and the only thing he said to me after I introduced myself, Coach France was right there. The only thing he said to me was like, he looked at me square in the eye uh, with the same look that he has. And he said, can you kick the ball out of the end zone? That's all I want. And I was like, uh, Yeah. You know, because moving moving from high school to college, it's it's five yards, and and when you're a kicker, like that's that's kind of a big deal, especially when your coach wants you to hang it at four seconds and you know put it five yards deep, ten yards deep. I mean, that's that, that's a big deal. At least it was back then. Nowadays, these kickers are freaking horses, man. They're you know booming it through the field goal posts. They need to move it back to the twenty five. Guys, we um, just got some exclusive news that just came uh-oh. into us. Um, this is from a reliable source uh, right here named Janie Dobbs. She says he's coming back. That is <laughs> that's a lot. Right? Does she have the, the line right to Kirk? That's breaking news. I mean, breaking news. You hear it from that source. All right. Thank you, I Janie Dobbs. Breaking Hello. news. Wow. That's, I mean, I'm humbled that she came to our podcast to tell us this news. So that's, uh, I, I, I was scared of Phil Parker for the next four years of my life. Now, <laughs> if you talk to my buddy, Sean Considine, Sean Considine is in love with the guy and speaks you know, highly of the guy, Jovan Johnson. I mean, I could go down the list of all the defensive guys that I played with. Absolutely loved Coach Parker. If there was a guy who didn't like Coach Parker, it was because he sucked. Yeah, it was funny because when I when I interviewed the equipment uh, the equipment managers, they usually reach out and we do an interview with them every year. And all of a sudden, Coach Parker walks by and they just oh oh hi, Coach. Guys, guys, I'm telling you, you shut up and your you know your rear end puckered up when you uh, when Coach when Coach Parker walked by. I'm not kidding. That's Um, a hell of a defensive coordinator. Is there there? In our old in our old athletic building, if I could, gosh, if I could, if iPhones existed, if I could paint you a picture of this, the coach's office used to be, <clears throat> uh, kind of you had like you had to like uh, you would get your gear from a locker and then you would walk to the locker room, not no, probably by ten feet or so, but the coach's locker room was like in the midst of all this, so they would be walking in and out. Like before practice, you know, they'd be walking out of the coach's locker room. And when that door opened, you didn't know who it was. If it was Coach Doyle, if it was Coach Ferentz, if it was Coach Parker, even my position coach, Coach Herb. Like when that door opened, you shut up, you know, like it was it was legit stuff. And I'll tell you right now, when Coach Parker walked out of that uh, door, like you were not like if you <laughs> if you were doing anything suspect as the. uh teens would say these days if you're doing anything sus uh in that hallway oh boy um we used to do these uh, things called um oh man i can't remember what the name of them are but they you would you would barrel roll the turkish uh, get-ups no the turkish get-ups i think i told you about that but yeah you would, uh, this is out on the practice field so you know the practice field is every five yards the lines are every five yards you would take your pads and your helmet off and you would barrel roll you would log roll uh, five yards and then all the way across and then up and down. You basically go up and down, up and down, barrel roll until you threw up um, or until Coach Parker or whatever coach was in charge, you know, told you you were good. So if you rubbed him the wrong way, man, it was it was <laughs> it was a big deal, man. 
And mm-hmm. I don't know if that still happens to this this day. I, I don't know what the rules are. I mean, times Probably have changed. Not. You know, like kids need more, kids need a pat on the back or a pat on the back or you know, zelled some money or something. Mm. Uh, you know, to, <laughs> to deal with their anxiety. So I have no idea. Back then, we got our shit handed to us. All right. Um, howdy to you as well, Mr. Jim Ryan. In the comments, um, looks like a really nice guy. Um, all right, guys. Sometimes the power and the reach of this podcast even shocks me and we have more more breaking news coming in that just blows me blows me Uh, away yeah somebody somebody has just reached out and told us that uh drew saying candles by candy signed kirk to an ni nil deal to stay now can you uh, she beefed up the contract Added some money in there. Sponsorship money. I bet his office smells delicious. Oh, yeah. Like Nebraska tears. Jeez. Didn't she just release a new scent? Like WD-40 Firestarter? Yeah, I think uh, the the last one was uh, Forklift Exhaust was one. And then WD-40 Firestarter, was that what that was? Yeah, you know, it's just, I I think it was. Something like that. Okay, WD forty Firestarter. I mean, she is a creative woman with the most exotic, the most luxurious, the most tantalizing, the most amazing sense known to man. She, she goes by the Nebraska Tears candle coming out soon. She goes by the name of Oh yeah, candles by candy. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, Drew with the breaking breaking news on, on candy she's an amazing woman and there's nothing she can't do with that candle empire moving <clears throat> mountains as usual um thanks for the information drew sometimes she's up to things we don't even know uh have any idea what's going on um erica got a kick out of that one um <laughs> i don't know it might might be a real deal we're gonna move on something adam have you yeah. noticed that on our um on our site i guess uh the influx of nebraska uh fans comments it is a ton of them yeah we're public enemy we're public enemy number one in nebraska right now it's crazy there's There's more something about what's happened in the last 10 15 years it's like oh how many national championships you got (laughs) okay let me get my vcr out and check no it it is insane i mean (laughs) it's funny Back when uh, Nebraska was winning, I was uh, still watching Where in the World is Carmen San Diego and wearing Bugle Boy <laughs> jeans. Like, I mean, I forgot about they, are all, they are all over our freaking page. All over. And there, there is out there is the Iowa fans are. So it's just con, con, constant, constant violence, Kyle. And, I, I will say this. I will say this. You know, guys, I got offered a gray shirt. Uh, offer from Nebraska and I went there and visited many times you know and uh, uh, I remember going to a game um, and Eric Crouch with, with his slick back hair and his leather his leather jacket was doing some sort of like presentation at, at one of their you know something something before the game hey you know he was legit he was a good dude <laughs> but I mean, I, I'm going to be honest with you. Everybody in Nebraska says how cool of a guy Eric Crouch is. Like dude, he's a really great guy. He again, I didn't know him personally at all, but I just saw him, and it, it, it was a pretty big deal, man. It was pretty cool to see him, and uh, you know, like the stuff that he did was great. And won the Heisman and all that stuff. Um, I don't think he went on to do too much after the fact, but that was kind of like the last uh, big deal, right? Like after him, there was really nothing else that happened. No. And uh, uh, Tim says it perfectly. He says, I hate, I hate to say there's nothing better than living in, in Omaha and then beating Nebraska. I mean, it is one of the most satisfying feelings that there is. But I, my favorite part is they love to throw it both ways. They want their cake and they eat it too. They're like, oh, how many national championships do you have? But then when we celebrate beating them, like, oh, you're celebrating beating a five-win team. Way to go. It's like right. – with the psychology here, like, you know, pick a side and, and stick with it. Like you guys have been dominated by us. You, you're, 
your little brother. We own you. It's just been a decade of dominance. So just take it. All of you guys, Tim, wear your Hawkeye, wear your Hawkeye shirts around Omaha and the whole state of Nebraska with pride because they can't touch us. And uh, we might have a nasty, nasty, nasty offense, but we're a lot better at player development and our defense. Uh, our nasty, nasty offense and without four of our star players. <laughs> yeah. Um, Hawkeye Howard says, lock your doors, guys. Uh, I'm they got a sure. ways to go to get to me, but I'll be ready. Yeah. I don't know. They, they know I'm here. I got Hawkeye flags out in front of my house, but I got cameras. So <laughs> good luck. Good luck. Uh, Drew, Drew says, Carmen San Diego was a fox. Well, she was a cartoon. So. <laughs> I I don't think there was was there an actual woman that was Carmen Sandiego? I thought it was she was a cartoon character. Maybe <laughs> I don't remember. That's a I long mean, time. if you're into that, Drew, we're cool with it. You're a good dude. Was so, that anime? Um, is that is that an anime? Hey, I've heard yeah, some guys it. are attracted to anime characters. Yeah, it's a it, it is a thing. Um, Tim says that Eric Crouch is a good dude. Eric Crouch is a good dude. Tommy Frazier's a prick. Um, and yeah, you got uh, the uh interview with him, didn't you? Or we, we had a radio had a, with you, yeah. We had a college football debate, and yeah, he was not very friendly until he knew that I actually kind of knew a little bit what I was talking about, and then he was like, Okay, I'm gonna be a little <laughs> bit nicer to you. And then, um, geez, what's the what's the other Heisman Trophy winner of theirs? I can't remember his name right now, but he's like 70 years old and he hits on every woman that he sees. Um, <laughs> I, I can't remember his name. He's just known for like every time a girl walks by him, he's like, oh, hello. How are you? Um, but um, I can't think of his name right now. I can see his face. So but. It, it, um, and then Kent says Frazier is horrible. I ran into, I've ran into Tommy Frazier at multiple places around Omaha, and it probably doesn't help me, help me that I yell go Hawks at him every single time. So, um, it's Johnny Rogers. There we go. Janie Dobbins with the save. Um, Kent Jacobson came into with that one. He, that guy is, I'm sorry, a legend. He's a super nice guy, a little bit of a predator. And, um, hitting on girls that probably could be his granddaughter. So, um, but Hey, that's, that's, that's Husker nation for you. Um, let's see. They do find themselves in a world of, uh, um, criminals. So, (laughs) I mean, Lawrence Phillips say no more, Randy Gregory. Um, but Tim says he brought his dad who was an Iowa grad to the game and he couldn't believe how much of a dump Memorial stadium is. Memorial stadium is not nice at all, but they're getting ready to put millions into it. So I guess it's going to be better, but they have this fake facade around the outside of it that when you drive by, it looks really nice. But then when you walk up and get into the stadium, it's like this fake, like faux brick facade and then there's a big gap and then they have these old crappy rickety bleachers like it is a sh- it's <laughs> shitty it is not nice i mean i'm sorry if you're a husker fan we can debate a lot of topics if you try to look us in the eye and say that you have a nice stadium you again are high that is not a nice stadium mm-hmm. at all now when you drive by on the highway it looks nice again because that fake facade but maybe this million dollar thing that they're doing is gonna make it better but it is not one of the nicer stadiums i've ever been to um all right we need to get on to the business at hand which is the big 10 championship and um the whooping that um that we're gonna that we're gonna be getting and uh (laughs) it's it's not gonna be good um they're replaying on the big 10 network right now the big 10 championship when Cade was the quarterback against us two years ago and it was like what was it 42 to 3 i mean it, I, that was the only iowa game i've ever ever left early i mean it was an absolute shellacking and it was bad i i think it might be as bad or worse this time i mean i just don't and i i hope i'm wrong i hope i'm so wrong yeah. and I hope we hang in there. I just don't see it being possible of happening with that inept of an offense and Michigan being that talented there. We know we don't have a chance. I'm just in trying to enjoy the moment and being excited that we're there. 
And because it's probably not going to happen for a really, really long time um, with all the other teams coming into the big 10. Uh, we're, we're just not going to make it there, especially if we're going to have that outdated offensive philosophy that Kirk likes to continue to have, we're going to get steamrolled when a lot of these teams come in instead of being, you know, we're not a 10 and two team. Okay. That is, that is a facade. Okay. Because the big 10 West is probably the worst division in power five football, especially this year. It's really bad. Um, And that we should be 11 and one. Nonetheless, it's really cool and fun that we made it this far because we know we shouldn't be. We don't, you know, we don't right. have the team that should be there. If we were in course stance. Yeah. I mean, if we were in any other conference, we'd be like, geez, seven and five, you know, let's be honest, just, and I know we have a really good defense, but when you can't score any points, it doesn't matter. So We've unless it out the, how many umpteen games with the defense being as good as they are against crappy teams. Uh, um, I mean, I, just being honest. I love this stuff. Sorry. Like, you know, the Nebraska dirt stories just keep flowing in for people. <laughs> I mean, there's endless supplies of them. Um, Don, Don says Tom Osborne hit the gun that Johnny Rogers held the gas station up with. He probably did. Um, <laughs> it's very possible. I, I was hearing a story the other day that one of their, one of their old players, Mike Rogier used to drive his Cadillac onto the field during practice. And they, he was so good. They just let him. They'd be like, all right, you know, one of the managers go park his car out in the parking lot. It's just like the the things that went on there. Yeah. And I've heard that from a reliable source. So it, uh, there was some stuff that went on there, but you know, those really high level programs with those elite players, a lot of those guys, like they're so great and they know they're great. They don't think that they don't think of themselves as regular human beings. Kind of like Kyle Schlicker when (laughs) when he went onto campus when you when you have you knew um, Kyle Slicker and who he was. When you have a vessel just emerging from your body, which is Kyle's leg, that can <laughs> blast a football into oblivion, you know that you absolutely command respect. And Kyle would drive his El Camino right through the doors and peel out on the grass at Kinnick and yep. kick dirt and kick grass into all the coaches' faces, and it would piss. What them year off. El Camino was that? Kyle? Yeah, Kyle, what was that? El Camino? I think it was 72. Well, yeah, I mean, I would love to own an El Camino. That'd be awesome. Um, you know, I am uh, friends with the former, very long-time groundskeeper at Kinnick, Pete Van uh, Ellswick. Uh, but I think that he's long gone now. Or, well, not long gone as, as far as passed away. Still there, but... Uh, Man, I don't know if that would have flown. You know, like fitting an El Camino in the service garage. Um, you guys got to remember that I played like at the old Kinnick as well as the new Kinnick. So, like, you know, like there wasn't too much room for cool stuff to happen like that. Uh, and uh, as well as the access to get to Kinnick, uh, the only access I got to Kinnick was on Thursdays during practice when Coach France would let us take a gator over there and uh, hop the gates and. It would just be me and the specialists, um, you know, kicking field goals, snap, hold, kick, and an empty Kinnick, which was pretty darn cool. I wish I had a, I wish I had a, an iPhone for that too, because those are some great memories. As Lucas Lee kind of was blasting a lowrider. <laughs> Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get twenty percent below MSRP for an average of fifteen thousand one seventy eight under MSRP on the purchase of a twenty twenty three Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland four by e or Summit four by e. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Kyle, did any crazy stuff like that happen? 
when you played there. Just I, I, yeah. I remember hearing stories about like Darrell Johnson, Cooleyanos doing some ridiculous stuff, and he was nowhere near good enough to be able to be the prick that he yeah. was and is today. But I, I just that's not, that is a very un Iowa thing to do, and I feel like with Iowa being the program that we've been. Um, I, I feel like, you know, Hayden Fry would have maybe been a little bit okay with that if he was a talented enough guy. But Kirk, I would feel like just would straight up not a re- even recruit a guy that would nope. be capable right. of that. No, he nope. 100% no. Into the Hawkeye 100% lockdown. lockdown. Well, <laughs> any, 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 like, when, guys, when we uh, – I'll, I'll use my dad who, you know, rest in peace. He died 14 years ago. My dad was a perfect example. He uh, would, my dad would show up. <laughs> my dad would show up. Um, and this is back when Iowa was starting to get good. You know, my freshman year was 02. We won the Big Ten Championship. It was like we didn't know what we did. We, we didn't know what we had. We, we didn't know how much success we had. So before 2002, guys, there was no black tarps, like no privacy tarps on the practice field, tent, uh, practice field fences. So anybody could drive up and watch practice. I remember going there in 01. Yeah. I remember we I remember did that, Matt. In 01 and, yep. you know, the kicking camp and all that stuff and being recruited. And, like, it was completely open. It really was. Like, there was not a lot of security. And then we start we start winning some games. And we start, you know, um, knocking on the door with the sweatshirt that I'm wearing, 2002 Big Ten Champions, you know, FedEx. Yeah. And yeah. it was that year when we I, – I, I, in particular, started noticing, like, wow, heightened security. We've got, like – these black tarps we've got privacy stuff and my dad man you know like he was that guy who would just like show up i remember guys no joke i remember my dad showing up he would he he snuck his way into kinnick this is on like a random wednesday we were having photos this is in 2002 we were having photos getting ready for the 2003 season we're having photos like uh this would be gosh uh bear with me here so the South side of the old Jacobson athletic building, which used, which turned into, it used to be a practice. It used to be a practice field uh, for the old school dudes out there listening. Uh, And then it turned into a parking lot. And now I think, uh, gosh, I don't even know what it is now, but it's right by the, right by the hospital, just, just North of the North end zone. Um, I remember going out and watching my dad, Kyle was riding his moped playing road. You're right about riding my, lo- my, my, my I had a moped. <laughs> 5,000 miles on a moped in my. Why don't you have your moped anymore? I would have totally kept that. My little, you know what? It's in Carlisle, Iowa, in my dad's garage. Uh, it still you works. Have it. it fires up. You still have Why it. Why is it not in Chicago with you? Yeah, I know. I know. We need to get. I would have totally taken that around the block when we yeah. were there. Oh yeah, but my. Jeez. But anyway, to, to continue on, and I'm sorry <laughs> to get in the south, but my dad was one of the was one of the reasons why we had to heighten security because he would just show up randomly. I mean, he lived in Carlisle, Iowa, which is an hour and a half away from Iowa City. He would just show up, and be like, "Hey, Kirk. Hey, what's up, guys? You know, but but." that led to like Jake Christensen's father that led to mm. all these other people, you know? And like, I think coach Ferentz saw a need for like, Hey, we need to get name tags. We need to have actually people sign in. I don't know where I'm going with this. What, what, what off topic, what, what's the topic we were going well, on? We were talking about when you drove your El Camino onto the field that one time. Yeah. Because, well, cause you're, no, cause you're, cause you're a badass. I mean, it's <laughs> no, the there, guys, guys, there were great coach Ferentz and coach Parker, coach Herb, coach, uh, Norm Parker, like Reese Morgan. I mean, I could go on and on. Uh, you know, the uh, they didn't allow any shit whatsoever. Like, if you were any any ounce of an individual, they didn't allow it. No. Nothing. I, Don says, um, oh, I think he says Dominican. I think he means a Dominican Sioux. Hit four, four parked cars at two. A PM or maybe 2 AM four nights before there were bowl games and the suckers played him. Oh yeah. And he swerved to miss a squirrel at two o'clock in the morning. Yeah. I mean, again, that's the difference between like Nebraska and us, like the Nebraska will cover that stuff up and do whatever they got to do. Like Kirk had been like, kick him off the team. We're done with this crap. You know, Iowa city cops, the Iowa city cops would have given him the death penalty for that. Like it had been over jail time. Iowa City cops are the worst. You guys suck. So, <laughs> I, I hope you. I hope you know that. They but do. Any, they do. They're the worst. I've got um, some. I've got some really good friends, man. That got in a lot of trouble because all they had to do was take a piss. 
That's all they had to do. Oh, really? Yep. And Iowa City cops screwed them over. You know, just get a life, Iowa City cops. Like I'm I'm a cops, I'm a cop supporter. I'm a supporter of the police. Hundred percent. They keep us safe. They do so many things for us. Iowa City police. I do not like you. Nope. So they're 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 out for glory. Yeah. A lot of times, you know, it didn't help though. Back when Steve Alford was the coach and all the players on the team were driving around the Iowa basketball team, pointed a BB gun out the back car window at other cars. And then they got pulled over and handcuffed on the side of the road. You guys do stuff like that. that you that deserve was, it. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah and, and, you, and you mentioned, uh, you mentioned Kulianos, you know, like I get it. He was, he was great. He, he did his thing, but like, I don't know how he was able to get, to do the things that he did and get as far as he did under all of that supervision, because right. I'm not saying that it was ran by, you know, like, gosh, guys, I'm just telling you, like, I was, I was scared to go downtown because I didn't want to screw it up for my buddies. You know, like, no. they I were was, just looking to bust a player. All the well, time. I was just, I was, I was, I was too worried about my, my teammates, you know, like, like what I do, determines you know what i mean like what i do is a reflection of my teammates you know what i mean and the mentality and the mentality maybe has just changed over the years um yeah drew drew's still trying to decipher don's message um they they love we we made it we made through it don we knew what you were trying to say don might have just got excited and been like oh i got a good one i know you do that when you're like texting or writing something you get all fired up and you fire it out and then it's like boom i just got a lot of posts and i'm right there with don uh tim tim says rumor was that sue made the girls sign an nda before he wrecked them hey dominic and sue i you know and again the guy had a little had some issues one of the best football players of all time should have should have been the highest been in my opinion. Um, that was when that award stopped meaning something. Um, I make fun of Nebraska and flip them crap all the time. That was one of the most talented human beings that ever walked the face of the earth on a football field. That's for sure. Um, Kent says, how about the Lawrence Phillips and Scott Frost cover up? That's a whole nother podcast. Oh, shit. Um, whole nother podcast. I mean, scandal there needs to be an e like a what's an e60 or um what's it called the the espn documentaries that they do 30 for 30 about all the shit that went down at nebraska in the 90s i mean they could have like the like they did with the entire bowl series that they did um they could do the same thing with nebraska football just all the ridiculous things so i don't know um and then don asked where where are we from well i'm in omaha matt is in uh palmeray iowa home of the fighting palms and um kyle is right outside of chicago illinois so all right boys we're gonna we're gonna do our uh, picks for the game we're running up um on our time matt we have the big 10 championship this weekend all the glory is on the line. If Iowa wins, hey, man, we might be going to a big, big-time bowl. If we lose, we're back in the Citrus Bowl, it's probably against Ole Miss. So yeah. um, nobody's given us a chance. I think there's a 99.9999999 chance that Michigan wins this game. But you're saying there's a chance. Matty Ice, the Miller Light Delight, what do you think we're going to do on this one? Honestly, I just want to keep it within a couple touchdowns. If we can have our defense – hold up and our offense do, I mean, we got to play, we got to play a, a perfect game almost uh, with no turnovers on offense. The defense has to create some turnovers and special teams has to play their best too. Tory Taylor's got to be on his game and booting those 50 yarders. Uh, I'm hoping we can go, you know, 13 to 24 maybe and and not get destroyed like we did a couple of years ago against them. Uh, I'm I'm not going to say we're going to win. I hope we do. I really hope we do. Everything's got to go perfectly like I said. Uh, you know, some of the one of the guys said 27 27-14 Iowa. You know, I, if that was the score, I'd be shocked as hell if that was or 10 to 13 Iowa, I'd yeah. be fine with that too, but with Michigan and JJ McCarthy at the helm, I just our defense has to play flawless, and yeah. I just, they're they're going to pick it apart. With Cooper DeGene not playing, I mean, there's just yeah, I, I don't see any chance. Um, Hawkeye Howard said that he got his pacemaker 
pacemaker checked for the game. Uh, take, take a little razapam before the game and calm down because it's it's not going to be pretty. I mean, as much as I hate to say it, it's just I hate to say it too. Really? Yeah. yeah, it's like taking your car into the mechanic and saying, "Hey, can I go on this eight-hour road trip? Like, is my is my car going to make it?" <laughs> yeah, taking your mean, seventy-two El Camino to the mechanic. we're we're all hawkeye homers and we're trying to talk ourselves into some chance that this could happen hell that's why i went two years ago and spent two hundred dollars on a ticket because i talked myself into the you know what if they win i want to be there they weren't even flipping close yeah so um it i know and i know hawkeye howard has faith i don't i i have zero faith i'm a little too much of a realist i I think it's going to be a blowout. Um, I'm going to tell you right now. I, I think that it'll be a little closer than we think because I think Michigan's going to take their foot off the gas to cruise on in uh, to the college football playoff. But um, I'm going to I'm going to go for like they a, won't a, want to get guys hurt. So yeah, at halftime they'll probably pull yeah, back. I'm I'm going to say 36 to 10 Michigan. That's my guess. All right. Well, I have no idea what the score is going to be. Obviously, I'm picking the Hawkeyes to win. Um, guys, I can't tell you, like, if Iowa wins, I am, I'll, I'll, I'll document, like, I'll use my, my phone and I will document my rampage uh, on all the Michigan fans that live near me. I will document my rampage. Um, let's, let's do something here, guys. Let's put the Hawkeye flag on your shoulder relentless. down the street. If Iowa, if Iowa wins, would either of you two get a Nebraska Hawks nest tattoo? If we pull it out. If we pull it out. You know what? If, if, if Iowa wins, I'll, I'll get I'll get the NHN, this, the, the one that's on um, Miller Light Delight sweatshirt. I'll get that. Okay. And here's the deal. This if, one or this one? The NHN. I'll get that. The Old English. Okay. If Iowa wins, Kyle, you have my support. I will go with you. If Iowa wins and we will live stream it on our social media, I will get the NHN tattoo, sure. the old the old English NHN. I already have the other one, so I can't get that one. I got that one tattooed this summer, so I love that logo. Um, I just, yeah, again, like to finish my my pick, like obviously we're up against you know this is David and Goliath here, like it's I get it, but you know for some reason. Whenever we play Michigan, I never beat Michigan. I beat Ohio State one time, but I never beat Michigan. I came very close. And for some reason, there's this thing about Michigan. You know, it's like, I don't know what it is. We just, uh, I don't know. I have no clue. I can't I can't put my finger on it. But uh, I'm really no. excited for it. And I'm pulling for the Hawkeyes, obviously. And um, I'm not, not sure what the score is going to be. I just hope that whoever the kicker is, they do a great damn job. Get their shit together. Exactly. So Kyle's pick is three to nothing. Iowa. That's all you got to do. You know, that's all you got to do is put it to the uprights. That's it. Matt, Matt, are you going to be the weak link? Are you going to be the one that doesn't get the tattoo if we win, Me. if we pull this one out? I'll let you know. No, you don't get to do that. You don't get, you don't get to bitch out because <laughs> we don't, you, you got to right now do it. We're going to go. We got a bunch of Tim says he's Tim in says for the tattoo. Don. Don says he's in for the tattoo. Kent says he's in for the tattoo. Holy I mean, cow. We just Tim, J- Tim just called you a pussy. So, all, right. All, right. all right. Tim, Tim's yes. calling me out. All right. If we win, uh, if we win, I'll go with you, Tim. Hey. hey, even Hawkeye oh. Howard said he's in. And guess what, Matt? I'll even let you put tattoo oh. num- numbing cream. On your skin. I don't need some cream. I'm not a pussy. I do about thirty to forty minutes prior, or else it doesn't it doesn't work. Hey. I've never used it myself. That's just what I've heard. Yeah, I, I don't need it. I don't need it. I, um, I'm I'm fine with the my pain tolerance is high enough. I'm fine. It's not that bad. I care about that. Of course, with the old English, they're going to do a straight needle, so it'll be fucking painful. I'm sorry, it'll be painful. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> um, Don wants to know where he where we can get a hat and a shirt. We just had a huge sale. Don, so we don't um we do have some t-shirts available and, I, and a few hats so just message the page let us know what size uh hat or shirt and we will see we have limited quantities available but we just have had a huge sale for about three weeks that just ended about a week or two ago, weeks ago. um 
And then um, we're going to end here with uh, Drew again coming out with uh, well, candles by candy pay for them. I'll do it. I already have Herky, all right, Herky kicking size ass tattooed on his calf. Nice. Do you think? Do you think Candy? Do you think she'll pay for it? I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I think this. I think she this, just blew her wad on the uh, Kirk Ferens. Yeah. Deal. You know, even all empires have their limits, and <laughs> so does Candy. So, guys, if you want to get the tattoo, we will bring you with us when we go and do it live. If Iowa pulls this one out, you got the commitment from Matt. That's a big deal. Matt has zero tattoos on his body at all kyle and i have some so this will be matt's very first tattoo if iowa pulls it out um we're gonna stream that whole baby live so that's gonna be awesome all right guys well good luck to all of us good luck to the hawkeyes may god be with you and uh hopefully we uh pull off the shocker of the century and beat michigan um i am op i'm cautiously optimistic i just can't see it happening (laughs) <laughs> Me either. But you know what? If we do, we're going to celebrate with some brand new NHN tattoos. All right, guys, go Hawks. Go, go Hawks. Hawks. Cheers. <laughs>